Yo, 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 yo! What up, what up? Good morning, good morning, BMG! Monday, February 5th, 2024. Why is it doing this? Why is it so loud? Jesus. All right, 2024. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. I got my co-host in the house, OSF Mando. How are you guys feeling today? Uh, good. I'm Why good. How are you? Sorry, guys. It is like not working today. All right, we're good. Okay, you're good. I'm good. Perfect. Mando, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you? We're good. We're vibing. We're vibing. It is Monday. Uh, we are so back, uh, and it is absolutely crazy again uh, today. Just a reminder, just as a reminder, like every single day, you know, we still have – I don't know how much we got left to go. Sims probably knows better, but I'm pretty sure it's enough to go all week long. We're giving away $1,000. We're giving away $1,000 at the end of the show to anyone – to not anyone, <laughs> to someone that follows us, follows Robit, and retweets the spaces. So at the bottom right, there's a purple box. If you're on computer, follow uh, – make sure you retweet the Twitter spaces. If you're on MacBook – uh, just make sure that you're retweeting the space that goes live automatically on my account when I go live. So it's just a purple box. There's nothing else. No captions, nothing. That's the tweet. I'm going to pin it right out to the top. FOMO Hour episode 53 already. You absolutely love to see it. I mean, boys, episode 52 last week was, uh, it was quite, it was Christmas all over again, huh? That was, we should, can we revisit that for a second? I know, I know we've been posting a ton of videos about it on online, but that was crazy. Yeah, Shit. it was sad. I missed, I missed the end of that show. And then I saw, I, I watched back to see the videos. <laughs> oh, my God, Rock. Hosting throughout that versus your level of hosting. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to say, I, I caught, by the way, you got, you got caught for a second here, but I know exactly what it was talking about. <laughs> he was talking about Ovi's straight face on the, on the we have um, hold on. I think Sims made a post this morning. It was so funny. So it's like listener wins a campai panda. This is Ovi's face. And then you have uh you have listener wins a rug reader genesis, Ovi's face. Listener wins thirteen thousand dollars, Ovi's face. Listener wins an RLD, Ovi's face. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god, dude! I was dying from Mando's comments here. Uh, it's funny. And look, it <laughs> that was so good. But yo, it was like it was like sweet bonanza going on on the rug video, you know, from our studio on Friday. So you know, first first hit was a campai. Second hit was was the RLD, which he ended up. What is he sold it over the weekend, right? And bought Badagos and then swapped the ETH to Solana. <laughs> You can tell he listens to the show a lot, huh? And uh, but at least someone from your community picked up the RLD for a good price, right? Ovi, is that what happened? Yeah, exactly. We got it's good because it gets people in who want to who want to no get shaming. into things. So, yeah. no shaming on here. If you win NFTs and our loot boxes and stuff like that, you can dump the shit out of them into blurbids if you want. You do whatever you want. This is this is your call. It's free game at the end of the day. You just got money for listening to the show. You want to dump him? You dump him all you want. Uh, but just know there's always going to be someone to scoop him up from you. <laughs> so, so that's a good thing uh, with these uh, with these liquid markets, actually. So anyways, uh, today on the show, today, today, what do we got? I'm going to post a broadcast link in a second, but what does Sims have in store for us? This weekend was packed on the NFT front, that's for sure. Anyways, um, market report as usual, crypto macro. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, all that good stuff going on. We'll see what happens. It was really like a Link Marines uh, type of weekend, huh? The Link Marines up good, 10 points. A lot of stuff to talk about that. Tia and all that good stuff as usual. So it's, it's just the usual suspects, right? Tia, Sui, uh, stuff. Social Fi. Social Fi is so back with Farcaster, uh, you know, being at the, really at the front of attention uh, in the big time, in a big way uh, at the moment. Um, so we're going to talk about this for a minute. I messaged, uh, the founder, um, uh, who respectfully say that he just needs a couple of weeks, uh, because they're really busy right now. They're a really small team. Uh, so he's going to come on at some point though. So that's going to be a really good episode. Uh, and then NFT checkup, NFT roundup. So as usual, you know, it was a big ordinals weekend. So, uh, you know, RSIC, you know, puppets, yada, 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 all that good stuff, but stuff happening across chain, Solana, ETH and et cetera. But the big thread that went like viral, I think it was Friday or Saturday. They went until, I think it was Friday though, was G Money. Good friend of the show who took a million dollar loan 
made a small loan of a million dollars on his ape punk, which is, I believe, to be the biggest loan ever taken on a punk, perhaps on an NFT. But G Money is going to be joining us to talk about that. I hit him up. He's going to come on the show uh, to talk to us about this loan and like kind of how it works and, you know, just give us some, you know, some good content here for the people uh, that didn't get to read um, the threats. Anyways, 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 why don't we get this party started with the markets? Who is the man, macro daddy of the land? Yeah, GM everyone. Can can you hear me okay? I, I am like driving, so we'll see how this goes. But um It's yeah. all right. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh yeah, kind of uneventful, I would say, as uh as the weekend. Um ETH has been outperforming. Uh Bitcoin um Bitcoin I think is hanging out around uh 43k last time I checked. But uh, Solana has been underperforming, went down to like ninety six area, but there are some altcoins still doing okay. So you had Link up a lot. Link's kind of broken out of the range and it's heading towards 20. You've had Sui, you've had Say, you've had Tia, all the, like, the, the most recent alts uh, seem to be doing well, but volatility has really died off um, over the last few sessions. I think Bitcoin's kind of hung around 43K. To be honest, it's been hanging around this area for the last couple of months, really. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's actually kind of got to this level early January and it's just up, down, uh, stayed around this level. So it feels like we've been in this range for a while. A lot of people are saying that this reminds them of the range that we had for a long period where where Bitcoin hung out around 26 to 28K. Um, and we've got something similar going on right now. This has just been going on for a long, long, long time. Literally it's, two months, by the way, Mando. On the on the screen, um, it's uh, February 4th. Uh, December 4th, that was uh, 42K. Exactly. I think, I think, I mean, this wouldn't really matter, but like the, the market... And most, a lot of participants, let's say in the day-to-day -day market, are degen, so they're lever trading the hell out of this. And it's not been a great, I think, period for people who have been trying to catch a breakout of Bitcoin or ETH or Solana. Um, it feels like they've just been range-bound range, range bound for a while. And every single time they try and break out, um, you kind of can get punished trying to catch that. So uh, I, I would say it's been a slightly frustrating market for a lot of people for at least the last month. Um, but let's see what happens there. Um, meme coins... Again, didn't really have a, a great weekend. There have been a couple of um, of like new coins that have come out, but like nothing nothing major. I would say the majority of the major ones that people have been tracking recently are, are lower. Um, there's a new token standard, which I think you even mentioned about control. He's he's been talking about, which which had a bit of a run, but other than that, it's it's been it's been relatively quiet. And then NFTs, NFTs have actually had an okay period. So like we've had Bitcoin NFTs had a really strong week, um, and Arsic and and the puppets are kind of breaking out to new highs. Um, a couple of new new projects on ETH have done have done well, um, and yeah, Solana Solana NFTs have slightly underperformed, I think. But um, that's that's just because I think Sol itself has like slightly underperformed since the the Jupiter airdrop. Jupiter as an airdrop is, is hasn't really been supported. Um, Five billion roughly, and but we've got a new airdrop coming tomorrow. There's the dimension airdrop, um, oh, which, tomorrow? yeah, well, dimension mainnet is tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that's the same time as the new airdrop coming, but that is already a four billion um, airdrop in the in the pre-market. Um, so that'll be another one that everyone starts writing threads on. Um, and then there's been a few other ones that people are now starting to track. E e e Egan layer um, has been like the next big one that people are looking at. That's broken into the top 10 for DeFi over the weekend. Um, but yeah, I would say that's what people are going to be focusing on still. Airdrops, um, it feels like Dim is going to be the big one this week. Solana is slightly losing the, uh, I would say, the focus of the market right now. Like, um, uh, I kind of felt like it would push on from Jupiter, but because Jupiter hasn't performed that well, it feels as though other things are starting to catch up. You've seen people go back to things like Tier as... As like the, the way to get airdrops or sui or um any of these right like everyone's just trying to catch the next airdrop and it's kind of what you said last week for rogan i think we keep on seeing it is that there hasn't been that many new people that have entered during this bull run um and you the only way you can see that is just because one thing pumps everything else kind of falls so 
I think we're starting to see that a little bit. Like ETH pumps and everything has to fall for ETH yeah. to pump. Um, or if someone's trying to catch the new tier, like staking, then uh, sorry, airdrops, then all the other alts start to fall. So it still feels like a one-in-one-out policy at the moment with with like crypto. Um, and mm, I don't know. That's not that doesn't strike me as that great. Um, I do think that Bitcoin. Like relentless buying from the ETFs will will just make sure we don't dip that much. And probably actually, I think Bitcoin is is not a bad long here. I think Bitcoin, I think could could just continue to grind higher for a little bit, particularly into the halving. But um, it does feel like it's a slightly dangerous period to hold on to any narrative for too long because the market feels very jumpy. Yeah, um, that's listen. Like this is something. It's funny because I know I've been sending you some Chris Bernsky tweets here and there. Though sometimes it's a little more on the bearish side, but I, I was reading actually a very interesting thread that he shared yesterday that uh, Dees was talking about that kind of talks about this. Like he's like a long only type of person, but his only, it's not even criticism. I, so I don't know how to say where like his only like, um, like one of his main theses is like why this is not like fully running yet is because we, we have the price action and we have the attention, we just don't have the participation yet. And I just, for me, like I, I always studied this from like more of a social media slash media perspective. Cause like, obviously like even now with decrypt even more, like we have access to data that like shows us like the level of participation that we get from like external links, amount of searches, how many people clicked on the article about the ETF or how many about an ETH NFT project or this and that. Like I see it from that perspective. And I really like, I really share his thoughts when it comes to like, we just don't have enough like uh, market participants in the, in the, in the space yet to be able to go into a full mania bull run. Like you saw what happened with Jupiter and, and that $200 million, which obviously is starting to weigh in on the Solana ecosystem sites. So for example, like NFTs, we'll talk about them in a second, uh, you know, ran on, on ordinals and whatnot, but there's, they're not really running on, uh, on, on, on Solana at all at the moment. It's just kind of been stale for the last couple of weeks. Like we'll do a market report in a second for NFTs, but every time we go on, it's like kind of been the same thing. Maybe a couple sold up, a couple sold down, but on the coins here, Mando, I don't know. That's just how I feel. I mean, Ovi, we got, so I, have, I want to ask you two things. First of all, your thoughts here on the market. Um, but second of all, um, what's this like 60 minutes interview that came out yesterday with chair, uh, Fed chair Powell? Like, did you have time to look into that and what it means? Yeah, I don't think they said anything terribly different to what they said at the FOMC okay. last week. But there were some comments. There were some comments to say that they definitely expected rate cuts this year i think they reiterated that there wouldn't be any rate cuts in march um and maybe there's some language that suggests that like they may be thinking about like three rate cuts rather than six rate cuts um but again i think this is kind of like what we spoke about last week where um people just didn't really like um they didn't uh the market was kind of really aggressively expecting for sooner rate cuts than maybe what we were expecting basically um that was basically it really it wasn't really i don't, I don't think there's anything like surprising or new for it um it was just a reiteration of the fomc i think oh okay so there's nothing like it's a non-event yeah what we said there was correct i don't think he said that much new but the market did react i mean i don't know where okay. tenure was tenure this morning so so it was at 3.8 percent roughly on okay. early Friday, and now it's at 4.1%. So it's been quite a big move in in 10 year. But again, it's not really that much new, I think. Okay. Um, just a, It's just like a culmination of things happening. The other big, big macro thing to be watching out for, and you'll continue to see, I would say, I, I think you'll see a lot more on the timeline. It's just how bad the Chinese stock market yeah. um, is at the moment. Um, and this has been like a long brewing thing, but, um, Hard to pick up. Chinese stocks were down eight percent on Sunday. Um, they are they were down again today, but there was some there was some buying from this like this big stimulus package. Remember we spoke about two hundred and seventy billion of stimulus coming through. Mm -hmm. um, but people are getting very bearish on China. I think January was like one of the the biggest outflows for Chinese stocks. Um, it was about I think about two billion left from foreign investors. So a lot of foreign money leaving. They're trying to ban short selling. They're trying to profit up via the central Whoa. bank and via. Wait, they're banning short selling? Well, they're banning it without saying that they're banning it. They're making That's it very, amazing. very difficult. <laughs> very, very difficult to do. Um, 
And just generally, it's like it's people are going to get worried about that from a macro perspective. It's been a long. There's many things driving it, but it's it's mainly it's the it's the it's the real estate market and just yeah. just the effects of a shrinking population uh, yeah. on what people assume is going to be massive growing demand. I mean, Evergrande itself owes owes the market or owes financial participants about 300 billion. Fuck. Um, and it says it has 200, about 250 billion of assets. So, in that sort of scenario, when you when you owe more than you your assets, you have to go into to, to bankruptcy. That's what Evergrande did. But like, we don't know, we don't know if it really does have 250 billion of assets. It might have like, yeah, 50 billion of assets. Like, they valued a lot of this property at a very high level for a long time. And it's not just Evergrande. It's it's a, there's a very very prominent um, shadow banking. Um, uh, financial position called Zongzi down, and it's very similar. Like they're going down, and it's very clear that liabilities are, are higher than their assets. But these are institutions. Like 300 billion is is pretty big uh, for Evergrande to go down, and, and you're going to have about I don't know. It seems like they that right now China is is basically trying to merge. A ton of its regional banks. So basically, what happened in the U.S. You know, when all the regional banks had issues, China's had to go through and go through all of its regional lenders and just merge them all into one, because it's having such a such a disaster right now um, with all this bad bad assets on the balance sheet, um, mainly from the real estate sector. So this is this is like, like 2008 for China. Like this is a, a housing market exploding um, in China, and everyone realizing that they have really bad debt essentially, and really bad, bad assets as well. So, um, and it's a slow moving car crash that doesn't really get better. Like this is a Chinese population that people, if you if you continue the, the, the like the, the current projections, like it's a population that could drop 50% by the end of the century. Um, so yeah, oh, like shit. it's it's a really, really, really bad time for, for, for Chinese um, property right now. and. There isn't really that much of a light at the end of the tunnel. Like it's just a lot of bad things are still going to have to happen. Now, the other side of that is like one of the big bets of Bitcoin and, and, and crypto is that things will continue to, you know, go wrong. And the, the number one policy will be that we print money and, and we bail out everyone. And that that matters as much in the U.S. as it does in China. So if China's doing huh. that and it's pumping and it's printing all this money, which is gone. And oh, you've got to have, you know, Bitcoin's the hardest, hardest asset out there. Ethereum is the hardest asset out there. So this is still, I would say, not terrible for crypto, but, but you can have bad correlation at times like this. All right. Well, that's a that's a really good market roundup here, uh, especially on the China side. This is crazy. I know you've been talking about it for a minute now, but this is like, looks like it's not getting any better uh, at the moment. So hate to see that. The other big runner here on the market side was Link. What's up with Link? I mean, look at that. I mean, nearing $20 now. There's uh, the Link Marines, you know, that have been accumulating forever, getting, you know, getting rewarded here. Love to see it. What, is there, was there anything going on there? It was just like something that was just bound to be due to accumulation over time. Uh, no, nothing really. I mean, it's been a, uh, it's been a accumulation. I mean, it was trading around seven just a few months ago, like six months ago, right? Wow. So it's, it's yeah. done about 3x. Um, and you know, the, the, the big link is like a piece as in link is an Oracle. So with an yeah. Oracle, it just, they provide a lot of the data, which isn't on block. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think he's driving through somewhere help. with a poor connection. Hello. Oh yeah. I've got Shit. bad connection now. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we hear you. Basically, Link is behind like yeah, everything. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, Link. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels there's like it's. There's a lot of talk that, that it's going to yeah. be. There's going to be a lot of talk. It's going it's to be used to power a lot of BlackRock's um, movement yeah. into the crypto space. So, people are getting very built up. On the other hand, a lot of Link is owned by the foundation and they tend to sell it on every single pump. So, no one really trusts link pumps. Like even over the weekend, the the link foundation was selling a ton of link. Look like oh, these foundations, bro. These foundations. You know what? 
I'm not buying any tokens from any foundations anymore. I'm just kidding. It's like the way every single crypto company is set up. Uh, there's no choice. All right. Well, you know, we'll see what happens on that front. But I'd love to see. I just I just love seeing Link pump because, like, I know a lot of people hold Link in space. And it's been in the Link Marines, like, probably, like, euphoric right now. So that's been running. One other thing that's been running for a minute now is Ron. Like, Ron went all the way to, like, 3-3, I think. Uh, obviously, top loss today. But, like, that's after, like, a massive gain. So um, take that with a grain of salt. That's been going on. Uh, personally speaking, just waiting on this, uh, pump protection or plunge protection, mind you, Ovi, thank you for reminding that, um, to stop on, on Jupiter. So we'll see, uh, what happened there. Just quick recap though. Another thing that happened this weekend on the corn side, there is some beef. There is some beef. I'm noticing, uh, there's, there's, there's the two dogs with hats now. What's going on? Ovi, you are the dog with hat resident expert. Um, I mean, look, we may as well talk, but this is, we're talking about a token that went to half a billion dollars. And that's, we're seeing, I'm having like Pepe flashbacks here. Like I'm a, I have full PTSD. What's going on? Yeah. So the person, I wouldn't say the person that created the dog with hat meme, but one of the original people who um, just made Post it popular it. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, they seem to have come to the market and they tried to like claim they made it and they made like a version of it on ETH. And they tried to pump it, but like a bunch of insider wallets sold um, and kind of like dumped the whole thing really. So um, I don't think there's really much more to it. Like I think the original meme was like posted by someone on Instagram, just how like someone owns like the original um, Doge meme um, and they made a meme coin out of it. And it feels like to me, maybe like some shitcoin devs got a hold of like the person and was like, hey, you should just do this. And then the shitcoin devs basically are the ones that made all the money out of dumping and then they've left this person, this poor person, poor, I don't know, poor, not poor, but this person with this coin. Uh, and that's basically it. So he had a bit of like faff with that over the weekend, but it seems like that coin is, uh, is, is has almost died, I think. So So it went all the way up to how much? It's still they pumped, stars, but They pumped it to 30, I think, and then it's dropped to t about 10. They pumped to the 30 on like the first few seconds then immediately yeah, right drop back down to 10 oh. yeah and then overnight it's down another another 50 percent wow okay that was crazy i i usually that turns me off from a coin no matter how much i like it like to see something like that going on but we'll see how uh what what happens there what's the real whiff at two real whiff's at 20 210 yeah 211 yeah Two ten. i mean still strong if you ask me especially after the whole jupiter stuff like a lot of meme coins got decimated on the solana side and it seems like um it's holding out uh pretty well so we'll see what happens there but that was man a lot of stuff happened this weekend like sometimes i talk about something on the monday morning and it's funny because that dog whiff thing feels like it was two weeks ago and we're already over it but it's really like it happened friday yeah. <laughs> um where Issa, the original it's a gamer right it's a big fortnite gamer and has a large audience that posted the meme and made it popular in 20, it was like years ago, um, then came and claimed that, said he got nothing out of it. I mean, it's not like it's his dog on the picture either. Uh, and then created one on ETH, and then it was it became a whole ETH versus Solana thing, um, which was funny to watch. Um, didn't play anything. I've been quite kind of off the charts in the trading for a minute, so it kind of feels good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's uh, it's been uh, It's been great. You know, I didn't know the price of 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 Bitcoin, ETH, or Soul until we started the show. It's pretty good. It's pretty wild. I usually wake up, turn my alarm off, and open Coin Market Cap. <laughs> I just like knowing the price. But lately, I've been closing everything. It's been feeling. Uh, it's felt. It feels right. It doesn't feel like this environment of trading. At the moment. I don't know. It just feels weird to me. Uh, but it seems like lots of lots of opportunities uh, all around the space. And then quickly, I mean, look. I see G Money's in the studio. I'm going to bring you up in a minute here. But uh, the other big stuff that's happening on the timeline that everybody's probably paying attention to at the moment, and if not, you're probably getting it like, you know, shown to you all day long is Farcaster. Uh, Farcaster is popping off. Uh, you know, they've been working on this for a long time now. I think a couple of years, actually. Uh, and this is from Hoseeb here uh, who wrote, seems like Farcaster Mindshare just hit all-time highs. DAUs uh, going vertical. According to uh, Kaitoi, um, it has had more mentions on CT today than any token in all crypto. So yesterday that was, and that's actually pretty accurate per my timeline. I saw everybody start, um, you know, uh, going at it, uh, pretty hard, but it has been getting, um, 
it has been getting a lot of uh, of attention on there, and there's a lot of people you know getting a, around. I personally like spent about an hour yesterday night just like reading different threads about it, um, compiling different threads and stuff from different you know people that wrote about it. We're gonna put a little deep dive right up about it on the crypt probably for you guys to just be able to see it there. But it's, I, I think it's something that people should look into, uh, and that is interesting. I mean, Ovi, are you looking into it yet or not yet? I think it's more. Yeah, I got it. I set it up yesterday. Um, At least set it up. It's all right. I mean, it's just really hard to displace yes. a social media platform. And I think most people, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but for me, I'm just too busy to post on more than one platform. Right. So yeah, yeah. I don't really care about growing my Farcaster. Like, if everyone uses Farcaster, then I will use Farcaster, but at the moment it's just kind of like I don't know. I just I hate I hate these new platforms where you go on it and everyone's just like you can tell it's just like a land grab for people to have another crack at like trying to like dominate it. And you just it just it's just like max cringe the content on it. So I just find it really hard to read it, and I just I don't know. I just can't really be bothered to like post on X and then yeah. post on Farcaster. So it looks all right, um, and I don't really understand. Like maybe you can get an airdrop and all that stuff. Um, but I think it's going to take a lot more than what they have to replace X, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think what I like about Farcaster right now is people are not chasing the airdrop, right? Like, I think what they've done right is they've captured the attention of people. So this is Warpcast, which Farcaster is a protocol, right? It's actually a fully decentralized, like a properly decentralized protocol built on top of Ethereum. Warpcast is the app that Dan Romero and his team are building on top of Farcaster to use the protocol, right? What I find interesting, Ovi, personally speaking, so I was telling Mando yesterday, why I think, for example, for you, yeah, I get it. But for Mando, I'm like, well, he should be having his minutes on there. Yeah, absolutely, right? yeah. Because, like, there's over 10,000 actual active users daily that are not there for an airdrop, meaning that they're mindfully using it. And it seems like a lot of the VCs or Ethereum heads, or a lot of, like, the folks that like, went out there to start using it because of the noise and the lower signal content on X to be able to have higher signal content there. So for me, I agree with you that at the beginning of a platform, it's like, why would I go on there? The content is cringe because everybody's trying to land grab, like you said. Like the land grab type of content is super cringe. But it got to a point where where I see over 10,000 people showing up every day, and I know that all 10,000 of these are people that could participate in what we're building, then I get interested in that. So yeah, I think yeah. like I think that's when I personally get interested in like obviously like internally I've told the decrypt or Grado teams we're talking about some stuff. I'm like, how can we build something on top of Farcaster that can bring value or even help distribute the content that we push daily? Like I'm already trying to see if we can start broadcasting this on there. Cause we're already doing it. So we might as well. You know what I mean? Like that's how I think about these things, personally speaking. Um and for Mando, I was like, I wish he was here, but that's what I was writing to him last night. I was like, dude, like for Mando Minutes, like this is literally your crowd. Like this is the most perfect place for you to go and dominate a newsletter that you're already kind of doing everywhere. But yeah, for you, I get it. Like it's just different. Uh, it depends on the people, but I definitely think there's a lot of, uh, oh, G-Money, just follow me on there. Let me let, let me follow the man back. You know, speaking of G-Money, let me get G-Money up on stage. What's up, G? Yo, what's up, G? how are you? Good morning. Yo. GM, I, I just, clearly you're, you're paying attention to this convo. So I'm going to bring you up on here. Um, what do you think of Farcaster and 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 uh, in general? You've been on it for a minute. Um, so I've been on it for a minute, but I didn't start using it till like yesterday or uh -huh. maybe Saturday. Yeah, like and most I I think I'm like I think I'm pretty much in the same boat as you guys, right? Where it's like when you see these new uh, social like social media networks are just so hard to displace, but there's something interesting happening here. I like really like the frame stuff. I just minted something on a frame Dude, like yes. 15 minutes ago. Uh, and that was really seamless and easy. And I, I feel like, I guess my main question is, and I don't, I don't know if anybody can answer this because that was my first thought was like, what about malicious links? Right. So if like somebody posts a frame, that's like a wallet trainer, but I don't know if that would happen because maybe it's a, uh, um, like a proxy wallet that does the minting, but I'm not sure. But it was just, I thought it was interesting. It's cool. That, that's interesting. Yeah, and for what it's worth, like for the DGENs, there's some stuff going on token-wise too over there. It's just, I don't know. I just, look at this. You can, 
I don't know. I just find him super interesting. I know I would love to call him Leger. He doesn't like it, but he's been very active on there. Where did you mint that frame? I kind of want to go through the process here. Here, let me um, uh, let me see. I wonder whose frame it was. I'm just so uh, curious. It was it was the Coinbase here. I'll drop the link. It was like the Coinbase Institute frame, based Institute frame. Base. Where do I drop it to? Do I drop it in this private chat? Yeah, that works. Okay. There's just so much going on there. So right did now. you did you link your wallet yet? Not yet. I will. I'm not gonna go so, through. I don't know if you'll be able to unless you link your wallet. So I had to link my wallet in order to do it. Yeah. Uh, but then oh, once I, I did it, it's literally you press claim. Yeah. So you go claim here and you can just like, oh, well, I yeah, don't have so to. You got you to connect your wallet. And then once you connect your wallet, so you just sign a transaction. Then once you connect it, then like it you literally was one click minting. It was, it was good. Cash. So yeah. I also noticed a CryptoPunks channel and like people are starting to make channels based on like token gated channels based on like uh, what people are using. What I, again, like what I personally like about it and I said, it's like just, I see Dan Romero just grinding his fucking face off and I see someone that like actually attracted people that are really interested in the product without mm -hmm. enticing them with points or token and it's and automatically I'm like attracted to the platform. That's it. Like it's very like base level for me. And I see 10,000 potential readers, listeners, participants of a network that we're trying to build. And I'm thinking, how do we build on top of it? Then I dug in and was like, wow, this is literally just another protocol that's being built on top of Ethereum, which again, for the Ethereum heads in here, just goes to show you how much can be built on Ethereum. And that Ethereum is actually a network that could support something like that. Like tomorrow, Forecaster gets a million active users. Ethereum's never going to go down for that reason, right? Um, Warpcast could, which is somewhat, some people are like complaining about Warpcast being down, saying Forecaster broke it's not it's warpcast is just a centralized um tool being built on top of the forecaster protocol so i don't know i just find it really really interesting and for the creators out there even artists or people trying to mint stuff look like g money you said it you came you minted inline it's not even online they call it inline like within i don't know warpcast and i just find it really interesting so definitely worth um looking into that and look there are some tokens being passed around like people keep saying oh here's X amount of DGEN token. I don't even know what it is. Just people are giving it around. So, you know. Yeah, how do I claim my DGEN token? I is have that, no is that even possible? I don't even know. That's the next step of me looking into Farcat. Last night, I took the time to like read all the threads and articles about like what exactly it is on the protocol level. And then like what's going on with Warpcast. And next step is like understanding how we can build on top of it and like do all the token stuff. But um, I don't know. It's super interesting. Uh, like for example, for us, we have a, a, a our own token. We could be having like a network of people just like distributing the token on Warpcast to users for reading an article or participating within the content. I don't know. There's there's something there, man. There's definitely something there. Um, I think the frames. I think for me, I think the really interesting stuff is the frame stuff, right? Because also, like, it, right? You know, like I think I saw somebody like tweet about it, or maybe cast about it. I don't even know what platform I read it on. But like somebody mentioned it, how you know what? What if you had like one click shopping, right? Because like right now you can't really buy anything on platform on Twitter, yep. right? Like, no. and I honestly like I think Elon's probably like trying to tackle that. To be perfectly honest, right? That's why he wants the money transmitter license. But like once that happens, and I think once like Twitter can figure X can figure that out, they probably like increase their mode a little bit. But right now, I think the really interesting thing is like, oh, like you want. Uh, to mint your entry to yep. an event, just like one click, right? Yep. Like that's, it's like Amazon, right? One click shopping. Mm -hmm. So it's just um, everything. Like you go from having to post a link to a product to you have to like, you, first of all, you lose all your traffic for posting an external link on X, mm -hmm. which is already you're, you're, you're starting with the handicap. Second of all, they have to click on it. Then they have to go to checkout at the bag. Go to checkout, add a credit card, add your email and buy it. There's like five to eight steps to buy. You know it because you saw product. On Farcaster, you post a link, boom, within the frame, you buy the product. So, so Ovi, where it becomes interesting for you is rec drinks, which I saw you produce. Congratulations. I saw the video. It's awesome. Love to see that. But like same for 90CC is you guys post a frame of the product and within Farcaster, Ovi, because they have their wallets connected, they can shop the product in one button, one click, boom. Yeah. Like, 
of course, like there's the addresses and stuff then for shipping. So I don't know how that works, but for like a, for like a event or for like a product that you don't have to actually get it shipped, shipped to people, it's a one clip buy. So I find that extremely interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I really, that's the type of thing that I, that's like, uh, Sometimes I talk about things a lot on the show, but it's because I want people to start getting curious about them. Like, I think you should get curious about it. I have no incentive <laughs> to push Farcaster uh, for what it's worth. Um, and I, you know, I don't think we should have an incentive to push something that, that's native to crypto being built on the fucking dopest blockchain, Ethereum. Yeah, We love Solana. We love investing in Sol, but fucking Ethereum is still Ethereum. So I think uh, you should all look into that. Last but not least, also in the social fi world, and I'm gonna I wanna talk to G Money because that million dollar loan, that's something big here. That's some honestly, that's historical. Um, it's a, what is going on at Frentech? I don't know if you guys saw my tweets yesterday, but that's also on the social fi side. Yeah, what what happened there? Do you know so, what happened? I, I I don't I don't have an in, but I know that Razor posted hot take Frentech. Uh, so no, Yuga.eth, which is that's why I posted. So that's someone that works crypto at Coinbase, right? They posted Hot take, Frentech should be just become a forecaster frame. I mean, that's kind of a, you know, kind of a slap in the face to Frentech founders in a way. I get it. To which he quote tweeted, Razor said, hot take, Frentech should say fuck base and become an L2. <laughs> so then next tweet was one fucking tweet and my Coinbase handlers say I have to shut down my Twitter again, which by the way, this is not me forming an opinion for or against Coinbase base or any teams. Like it was very neutral here, Switzerland. And then... He's gone. Obviously, he deleted his own account, right? It's not like, you know, the handlers, right? This is the handler in question, the penguin. It's super cute. No kidding. But that went down. I don't know what's happening at, at Frentech, but it seems like, you know, nothing's going the way they want it to go. Like, you know, um, the Pancakes Bra thing not long ago, you know, before the token allocation, whatever, being, you know, kind of shown the door. He was one of the core team members, then... Racer going on and off, then this. If if I after this, guys, I I, I don't see a future of Frentech on base. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see it on move to another L2. I don't know what you guys think here, but I just this is like intense. Yeah, it could move. Who knows? We'll see. Like mm -hmm. they had they were sort of like the first mover with something good and then they kind of just like I don't think they just they just failed to capitalize yeah. on what they had. Um and that's why we're in this situation now. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't think moving to another chain just so suddenly solves problems and no, makes things a lot easier. And there's an argument to say, oh, well, maybe if it was on something that was more popular than base, it would have done better. But everyone was using Frentech over the summer. So there wasn't really an issue there of chain. Um, so I don't know how much that really solves or fixes other than maybe yeah. some performance issues if they if they had some on base. But... No, no, no. Yeah, it sounds like internal beef. Um, you that, know, I think that's probably what, what what it is. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some beef going down over there. Nobody really knows what's happening. I asked around. I don't. I have no clue. Uh, I just saw that. Yes, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like it's it's going off. But anyways, G money, G money. You did it again. You did it again. Three years ago, 2021. I read a thread from this guy called G Money. I had no idea who the fuck he was, but he was just this monkey crypto punk coming on Clubhouse, talking all this big talk about punks and NFTs, and I was automatically fascinated. Then I read your iconic thread from, I don't know if it was N2020, whenever you bought your A-Punk, about how, you know, yeah. at the time you broke a record to buy this punk. And you did it again. Three years later, you're back with uh, a thread, uh, you know, that announces a million-dollar USDC loan originated against the one and only ape punk 8218 from G Money. Loan terms 14% APR for 180 days. And that's on Gandhi. Uh, I have no links or affiliations to Gandhi, but Danny Seedphrase has been talking to me about them for a minute now. He's a huge fan. I know he's an advisor, but he's also been uh, using it a lot for his personal stuff. I mean, G Money, first of all, I guess congratulations for that, for pushing the boundaries nonstop. And why don't you give us the details about this? Because that caused a lot of chatter over the weekend. You know, what? tell me more about this million dollar loan on your punk. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, you know, my thesis since I got into the space was how NFT finance was, I think, going to be like next level, right? Like, I think uh, we're still in, in the infancy. And I remember, you know, when I originally, my first NFT that I bought was a, a crypto kitty. Uh, and actually at the end of that tweet thread was the tweet thread I wrote about how I ended up buying um, that crypto kitty. 
and then how I ended up taking a loan against it. And at the time when I took out a loan against it, it was a $25,000 loan. Um, I, and that at that moment, this is in like, uh, at the, towards the end of 2020, that was the biggest on-chain loan against an NFT. And, you know, it was just, it was just interesting because I, I have, um, I'm using the money for pretty much like a bridge uh, between two transactions. And so I was, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, obviously at this point in the cycle, I want to be long as long crypto as I possibly can. Right. Um, and, you know, here we are four or five months removed from an article in Rolling Stone saying that NFTs are worthless. Right. And so I was like, well, what better way to show that NFTs are not worthless if I can get a million dollar loan against an NFT, right? I mean, this this kind of goes back to like the original argument, right? Where people were like, oh, well, right click save, like, you know, is there any value in something mm -hmm. that can be copied, right? And I think we're, we're all here because we, we see that value. Um, but I think when you talk about most of like the mainstream people out there, you know, they read those articles in Rolling Stone, uh, you know, CNBC or, or whatever the, the mainstream media talks about, they're sitting there thinking that NFTs are worthless, right? And it's like, I think this is just, you know, if you can get a million dollar loan against something, it's worth at least double, right? Um, you know, like it, it's funny because I saw a lot of, a lot of the conversations happening around it, around people not really understanding um, how much the crypto punk is worth. And people were like, dude, if that, if that punk got listed for a million dollars, like I think six, I think six, five, two, nine said it, if that punk got listed for a million dollars, it'd be sold in a minute. Right. But a minute, I think a minute even an insult to how fast. Yeah, like it, it'd be sold in like you know thirty seconds, as fast as people get. Right, this is how much it's worth. Right. Like the last one was Danny's that sold for seven point five m's, but like there's one that's at four five, but like at one and a half, even at two million, you'll set it in under an hour. Right. Yeah. So you know, so I I think it was more it was more to kind of show like, hey, look, these things are worth something, right? And I do also like I'm super super bullish on NFT finance. You know, I'm uh, I'm also an investor in Gandhi, and um, I'm, I'm an investor in Arcade. I've used yep. NFT Buy. I'm an investor in Meta Street. I'm super super bullish. Oh, wow. Like when you think about the asset appreciation we had last cycle, that was without credit, right? And so you know what what happens when you introduce credit into the system? Um, you know that like you start to see some pretty crazy stuff happen. And, you know, if you're going to be taking leverage, like this is personally, I think this is the point in the cycle where you want to be doing it. You don't want to be doing it after asset prices have already like, you know, five to 10 X uh, from, from like the bottom. So, you know, I just, it, for me, it's kind of like a play of I'm super bullish on this, on the cycle where we currently are, but then also, you know, these things are super valuable and, you know, there's a market that's, that's, that's growing around these, right? Like I think the interesting thing that that Gandhi and Arcade and a lot of these these platforms, especially these peer-to-peer -peer lending platforms, are focused on, right? Is like how like how can you borrow the most amount of money at reasonable rates for the longest amount of time? Because I think what you see on on Blur with Blend is like I'm never gonna post my CryptoPunk as collateral there because it's callable within 24 hours and like the the terms are just too like too um, too much stacked against the borrower, right? So you're not gonna get real natural lenders there. You get people there to speculate for sure. You know, think about think about it as like day trading stocks, right? But you're not gonna get real people with real assets. Like Danny would never post any of his glyphs on there, right? Like it's because you you wanna make sure if you're gonna borrow money, you know, you wanna borrow it at reasonable rates for an extended period of time, right? Because if you like I can't sit there and be, if I have a loan and it's callable within 24 hours, I can't really do anything with that money. And so like in order to, I think to plan uh, correctly of like how you're going to utilize that capital, you need to agree to those terms and they need to be longer in duration and probably better in terms of rates. And and that I think we're going to see a lot of that over the next couple of months and years. I, I, I find this fascinating and I love that. You know, you're the one. Oh, who's calling you? Who's calling you? That was my that was my meal prep guy. I probably have to bounce in a minute. Okay, dude, I, I like that. Oh, you are Love I, it. Everybody's on the health grind. I woke <laughs> up this morning. I didn't look at any charts, but the first thing I saw was Ovi's body. You know, send us a little update of how he's still on it. You love to see that. 
<laughs> you know, uh, but uh, but I love you. Keep it healthy, G. I like that. I'm, I mean, I'm trying. I'll, I'll say this: you've been inspiring me with your uh, with your everyday uh, in the gym. What do you have? Uh, Ten? Seventeen? Uh, I'm, I'm on eighteen to this morning. Eighteen. Yeah. So you know, wow. I've been seeing that, and like even when I was uh, working out today, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna like set a goal of like number of times I want to hit the gym this year. And that you, you're inspiring me. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, I, my goal this year is 180 for the year. And so we're on pace. We did 15 in Jan. You know, we're at 18 total. So already three in Feb. We're Feb 5th. We've been going at like 7.30 a.m. It feels good, dude. It feels good. Yeah. You know, also, for me, it's funny. One of my inspirations with this guy, when I saw him train for boxing and I was in London during freeze and I looked at Ovi just like not drink, just grind, just like fucking do his head down, just like working out all the time and get buff. I was like, I, I want to get ripped. I was like, I, I also want to be like, because Mando also has been on a health kick like crazy. Like, Mando is like Iron Man, okay? Like, this guy is like ripped. And so I was like, dude, I, I want to like get on this kick. So, you know, they kept both of them and not me. So, <laughs> circle of motivation that we got going on here. You know, that's the right yeah, thing. I've, I've enjoyed it. Keep on posting them because it's it's been inspiring me. I got, I, I started working with a, a trainer last week and got the meal prep stuff, trying to, trying to be healthy in 2024. Let's go. My meal prepper is Vanessa. She keeps me alive. So shout out to the girlfriend, <laughs> wifeies, uh, keeping us alive here. Listen, uh, G, I mean, so what happens next? Right? I know you got to go, so I'll keep it short. Like, so you got that million dollar loan for the people who don't maybe understand the high level stuff, like low level. So you were, you took a loan out for a million dollars. How long do you have to repay it? Blah, blah, blah. Like what's next, right? So, yeah. So it has to be repaid in six months. It's at 14% annualized, so 7%-ish over the course of six months. And basically, you know, it's, I think to me, it's like, when you look at, I I was trying to get a slightly lower rate, to be perfectly honest, but when the risk-free rate's at 5%, you know, like I couldn't really do much better just in terms of most lenders in the space. And this is what I kind of go into in that thread is like, there's a mismatch in terms of assets, right? Like, we're all here because we're bullish on Ethereum. So nobody wants to lend to me in, in USD. They want to lend in ETH. Like if I if I borrowed in ETH, it would have it would have been much lower. But then the problem is I needed it as USD. So I would I didn't want to be short ETH on my loan, right? So if ETH were to pump, I would end up having to owe that in ETH. But I'm using the the, the dollars as USD. So you know I I think that. As the space matures and it grows, we're going to start seeing way more of, and I, I've tweeted about this multiple times in the last couple of months, where there somebody has to create this protocol or, or something where if you have this pool of lenders that are willing to lend in ETH and these pool of borrowers that want to borrow in USD, like there has to be a way that you can hedge that out on uh, on a DEX, right? Like through through uh, perps or whatever, because that's literally what they're there for, right? Like you have this natural lender, this natural market of borrowers and lenders, and you have these people that are speculating that could actually that that's really what they function as, right? Especially when you look at the futures market in in traditional finance, and so like I just I think this would be such a massive market, and I think the downstream effects of what this is going to mean for NFTs is is huge, and this is I. I'm really excited that I'm able to kind of partake in this because this was the original thing that I saw with NFT finance when I first got in. It was like, wow, like how cool would it be if once you have these valuable assets that you can start posting it? Like this happens in the in the art world, right? This happens in real estate. This happens in, in all these mature asset classes. And once it starts happening in the NFT space, in these purely digital objects, like you know, I was I was able to get this loan without having to to personally guarantee it, without having to give out my social security number and my earnings, right? Like, anybody, you know, anybody that's gone through a mortgage, right? Like, you know, you know how 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 much information that they want, and you know, interesting things like Aave, right? And and um, and Compound do this on on the uh, on the liquid side, but I think we're going to start seeing a huge rise of it on on the the non fungible side as well. That's impressive, man. I don't know if Ovi, if you have any thoughts or questions to to leave G on, and then we'll give away the thousand dollars. But it's uh, it's pretty cool. No, I think it's I think it could be um, it should be a massive market because like lending on just like real world assets is is a huge, huge, huge like wow. probably like multi trillion dollar market. I don't know what the numbers are. Um, so if your view is that digital assets grow in value, then this market is going to take off. And it's interesting what G said because in twenty twenty one we had that massive asset price bubble without a mature or, e- or even existent 
finance market for NFTs. And now that market exists. So it allows people to be more creative in how they structure their positions yeah. and how they borrow and lend. And it also opens up the ability for like a brand new market participant to enter as well that we haven't had before. And there's been, there's been a ton of like people, people are out there literally just lending against NFTs. Um, that's like a whole business uh, on its own. And um, so it's going to give you a lot more liquidity in the market. I think like where people get wrecked is when people borrow too much and they just they, you know, try and do some DGen play and they can't pay it back or whatever. And then the other guys make money there. But um, I think it will actually create a much more liquid market as it matures. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. To, to exactly your point. It's funny because I've had people in my DMs since that tweet went out offering me lower rates. Right. Of like, you know, kind of refinancing. Hey, here we go. So because like the thing is, I was shopping it around, um, you know, OTC for a few weeks and trying to negotiate the best rate in the best terms that I could. So it's like it's going to be really interesting to see this uh, market mature as there's com competition in rates. You know, I it's really funny because Squiggle Dow was at one point the biggest lender against Squiggles and they were willing to loan really high LTVs at really reasonable rates because they just wanted the squiggles, right? So they they wanted people to default, mm. right? And so it's it's going to be interesting to see this competition, but exactly to, to what you said, uh, OSF, where it's like, you know, at, at some point in the cycle, people are going to be over levered um, and, and it's going to be painful when, when they do that. And, you know, they're like, oh, I'll make a quick double. And then all of a sudden they lose their money and they can't pay it back. But I don't think we're at that point in the cycle right now. So... Like, I, I think right now is the time when if you're going to take on leverage and I don't tell anybody, I don't tell people that they should do this unless they know what they're doing. I think right now is, is the point of the cycle you want to be taking it out. All right, Chad. That's pretty sick. I love that. I love, love that. I love the quote that you gave about Rolling Stone. I saw 905 and I just pick up on it to post it. But that was great. G-Money, congratulations on everything. And uh, see you in Paris? Yep. Well, I'll be there. I'll be at the... Uh, it's our house, right? Yes, sir. I'll our house, there. baby. See you there. All right, cool. Thanks for Thanks having me. Thanks for coming. All right, all right. That was fun. Short notice. I hit up G Money at like 10, 15 a.m. Like, yo, you want to come yeah, in nice. 15 minutes? Talk about this small loan of a million dollars. So he's, <laughs> dude, he cooked. Honestly, like that is crazy. Um, and uh, and I love to see that. So. Good for G Money. Look, we'll talk NFTs tomorrow, a proper roundup. Y'all already know what's happening. Go on dgens.finance uh, and get the whole thing.